0: Hello, friends. Welcome back. My guest today is Nick Acosta. He's a Chicago-based cinematographer who is passionate about filmmaking and telling your story through video. Nick started Acosta Cinema in 2017 and became self-employed the following year. Today, I invited him onto the podcast to discuss how he was able to make the transition from his dull accounting job to flying weekly across the U.S. to film weddings and events. Expect to learn if being self employed really gives you the free time you desire, the early mindset you should have if you want to stay afloat, why being self employed is over glamorized, how prioritizing rest is the key to staying consistent in the long run, why you need a mentor, and much, much more. Listen through the end of this episode to hear how Nick keeps Christ at the center of his pursuit. Now it's time for the wise and wonderful Nick Acosta. Nick Acosta, welcome to the show. Luke Flex, thanks for having me, man. Is being self-employed over-glamorized? Um, I would
1: say in certain ways it is, and in certain ways it's it's not. I think, I think there is a lot to be said that being self-employed is pretty great in some respects, um, from my experience.
0: Does being self-employed really give you that extra free time? Because that's what... Everyone on Instagram kind of promotes is that like once you become self-employed,
1: you can just do whatever you want. want you, when you want, you want. To have.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I
1: would say being self-employed for me at this point in time um, has allowed me to have a, a ton of flexibility, of flexibility over my schedule. So like um, on a given week, I can really kind of like devote time to certain areas like of work, of rest, um, and kind of like build my own schedule. Right, but. um, if I, you know, if I don't work, um, it's like you have to be very disciplined, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say.
0: What was the, yeah, what was the early mindset that you had when you were pursuing videography? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take you back to uh, college. and even, I'll take you back to high school. Like, in high school, I took a videography class. Um, and I just love to, like, I don't know, like, I've always, like, loved storytelling. And I felt like it was a good creative outlet for me. And I, I love the teacher. I love like um some of like those ridiculous videos that I made like back then. Um <laughs> I wish I could still have access to those. Like they've gotta be like in
0: the Ween Academy archives, like <laughs> somewhere. But um Was that before YouTube? Was that like when was it? Oh this, dude, good, good
1: question, yeah. I think like that was like two thousand eight. Okay. When I got into it. Yeah. So like YouTube came on the scene I think in like two thousand five or six. Yeah. I remember like my first, uh, the first like comedian YouTubers I watched were their name was Smosh. I, I don't know if people <laughs> remember Smosh.
0: Yeah, they did yeah. like
1: a Pokemon like like uh, theme song like parody video that that blew up. But um, so all of like that creative like storytelling, I love that. And in high school, I fell in love with video. But you know, my my parents being pretty practical, were like, yeah, that's like cute that you enjoy that. <laughs> But like, you know, you, you got to think about like the long term, like providing for a family, like a solid career, right? Like um, my my dad was a, uh, or my, sorry, sorry, my dad's an attorney. Um, his dad was a doctor. Um, my mom is an accountant. Um, her sister also went to college and like, um, you know, studied business. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is in my family, going the creative entrepreneurial route is not like a thing. And it's kind of like. Like misunderstood and almost like laughed at um in my family, so, yeah, but back to like when I started to um i guess pursue video for like a career, um you know, I went to college, I kind of followed actually my mom's footsteps like i she's an accountant, so I was like, well, if she was good at this, like it's gotta be like in my DNA, so like I'll try it out <laughs> it pays well, and it's it's consistent, right, so it's a job, you know um. And I was good, man. I I think I, like, ranked, honestly, like, gosh, like, number one out of, like, 52 kids. Yeah, like, look at me. Like, no, I don't mean to say that, but, like, all I'm saying is, like, I was good at it. Like, I had, it like, an inclination towards it, right? But I would have talks with, like, people who were accountants, and they were like, yeah, man, like, tax season is hell, bro. Like, you're at your desk, like, like family time? Like, no family time. Like, you get, like, two weeks here and there, like, um, you know, after tax season, but, like, you're just a workhorse for like at least the first, you know, several years, and like you have no life. Um, and also, I, I felt like I, I like, I've always gravitated more towards the arts. Um, I played piano growing up. I, um, yeah, I like, you know, got into drama and in some plays, and like, I just always had that inclination, right? But like, I didn't think that you could make a career out of it um, until I met my roommate in college. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Daniel Sather. He's a rock star. And he, um, so he, we were roommates in college, and he was majoring in computer science. And we would have talks sometimes, and, and he was like, Man, like, I just busted my butt today, like, at, the com- at whatever it was, like some computer job. And I'm like, Yeah, like, of just sucks, bro, but like, let's, let's keep it up, right? Um, so we'd have these talks, but then if, what happened is, like, Dan, Dan loved photography. We used to, uh, we were actually best friends growing up, and so he'd always have his camera on him. Um, Any kind of time we'd like go on a trip with our friend group, he'd be taking photos. Um, And he started dating this girl in in college, and her brother was actually a big time photographer in New York, um, shooting weddings primarily. And uh, he showed him the ropes, showed Dan the ropes and how to do it. Um, And I remember just kind of watching this transformation with Dan. Um, He went from being like, kind of like stressed out and like unsure of himself to, to being like, "No, I actually like love photography um, he 'd bring people into the into our dorm, and he'd be like, "Yo, check out this, this dope wedding video I put together like this is so cool and I was like, "Oh, that is cool, like that looks like a movie like that's sick. Um, so he was my inspiration. Um, I kind of saw him like after college so so by the way, he he was homeschooled. Um, shout out to all the homeschoolers out there. <laughs> I believe you, Luke, were, yeah?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, same for for a few years. That's how me and Dan connected initially. Um, But anyways, um, because he was homeschooled, he actually could, um, you know, go to college earlier. I think he, like, got his associates when he was, like, like 18. So then when we went to college, he had two years left at this private school. Um, Me, I went to a private high school, but I had, like, I had to take five years of college because... Of credits and this and that, but, anyways, I um, or sorry, so two things. I was on a path to major in business. I went to NIU after that. Parted ways with Dan, but while I was at NIU studying sales and, and marketing, I noticed Dan was just having the time of his life. Like he was loving his job. He uh, he met the girl of his dreams. He like bought a house. He just seemed to exude a lot of like positivity, and he like loved what he was doing. Um, and I was like, man, like, here I am, like, stressed out, I don't know what I want to do, so I was like, dude, like, just coach me, like, I've loved videography my whole life, like, and he's like, dude, I believe in you, you can do this, um, and, uh, he kind of showed me, me the way, and, um, he connected me with some mentors, um, this was back after I graduated, um, probably, like, 2016, and then, Um, From there, I kind of like met some other people that showed me how to like, you know, build a website, do graphic design. Um, And then I kind of just started like, I majored in sales and marketing, right? So I I would reach out to like, you know, people getting married. I had a friend getting married in in L.A. In L.A. So I was like, oh my gosh, I got to make this video awesome for you. Kind of use that and then leverage that video to get on, you know, get more work. And so that is uh, in a nutshell... I guess what inspired me to get into video and um
0: sort of, sort of the rough road to get there. I, I didn't really explain yeah. too much of it, but No, yeah. What were what were some of the first goals that you pursued and how did you approach them? Yeah,
1: like to start the uh to like start the videography business initially.
0: Right, yeah, because you said you got all this inspiration from your roommate.
1: Right. It's yeah. it's daunting, dude. It's daunting because like obviously you look at your friend who's like crushing it, you, and then he introduced me to other guys in Chicago that also, like, pretty much had the same kind of mindset. Like, they're all kind of, they're all kind of similar. Um, and, I, and I was really just, like, picking their brains, and I was like, okay, what, what's the next step here? Like, what do I need to do? Um, and so they recommended, first of all, you have to buy, like, a camera, you have to buy um, a few lenses, and then just, like, like, become good at that. Like, understand how the camera works. Um, from there, they, they told me, like, you know, just, like, come second shoot with me on a, at a wedding. Um, and these guys, like, by the way, like, you would think a lot of them would be, like, oh, we don't want this guy to be, like, in our network because he's going to create more competition for us. Like, we want to hold on to, like, what we have. Um, but so many entrepreneurs, like, they're in different fields. Like they, like, they want young people who are driven to, like, succeed, and they get happy. Like, they get very happy to do that because, honestly, I can't even tell you the number of people that I've networked with where, like, I thought, gosh, like, this is not, like, what's the point of this? But, like, years later, it's like, oh, sweet, they were for me a gig or I were for them a gig. We're still friends. Like, um, so they see the value in that, right? Um, So they they told me these things. And what I did, Luke, is I actually, um, I went to a coffee shop in St. Charles and I I wrote down um, how much money I wanted to make, specifically with videography for the year. I was teaching music for the year, too. So I was like, here's how much money I want to make teaching music. Here's how much I want to make doing videography. And then I wrote down goals for, for the following year. And then I was like, okay, well, if I want to meet these goals, like, how do I do that? Like, what are the next steps here? So, you know, a lot of it just comes down to, yeah, like, I guess, like, talking to these guys who have done it, um, taking what they say, and then formulating your own goals based upon that, and then just executing, like, smart goals from from that.
0: Do you remember those dollar amounts that you wrote down on the napkin? Did you, like, keep that and, like, frame it?
1: I kind of do, actually. I mean, I guess it's weird talking about, like, how much money, but, like, I think... Um, well, okay, like... Piano less, I was teaching piano lessons after school to kids as a tutor, and I kind of like started a business doing that. So um, it was kind of exhausting, but I was pulling in like at least thousand dollars a week um, in cash, and like from how many students? So I had I had forty, um, but that wow. only but that only equates to it was they were half hour lessons, and so that only equates to twenty hours a week, right? Um, but there's a little bit of, of time with like traveling to the homes, right? So I would say I was working like. Probably between twenty-five to twenty-seven hours a week just on music, and then I had all that extra time to, um, you know, to devote to the the video side. So the numbers you asked, I think it was like, like forty-five k music, and then um, just like eight to ten k video for the first year. Um, and I I want to say I hit that, but then it was like. Um, it's, it's weird when you write stuff out, like the power in that. I don't know why, but just kind of like your brain kind of calibrates. It's like, well, this is a very specific thing I need to do now. And I would, I would recommend that. So,
0: yeah. No, 100%, man. Uh, something that I've learned, I'm a verbal processor, so I like to just speak it all out. But I found that by writing it down, it became much more real. All the different things that I thought I had solved in my head, like, oh, I know how I'm going to get to this next point. I realized by writing it out, I had no idea what the next point was. I had you know eight different steps, but I was gonna do step six, and that really needed to be you know step eighteen. And you know, trying to trying to write it all down. So you're you're totally right, in being able to get it out on paper and be able to visualize it.
1: Yeah, it just organizes your thoughts in a, in a clear, concise way. Um, I even recommend to people like just on a daily, just on a daily, like just write out, like daily goals, like weekly goals, because. Um, like if you don't do that like it will be in your head and like like you said like it's it's going to be kind of like it's just not clear cut when you put it on paper it's just very clear to see and you, for some reason for some reason I don't know why but our our brain when it sees it is like okay this I have to do this like it's going to happen
0: in the beginning when you were trying to get your business off the ground how long were you working each day were they 10-hour days were they 8-hour days were they you know 14-hour days what was that in the early years
1: it was a uh, it was quite a bit. Like, so what I did, man, is uh, I was living at home till I was about 24, um, but I kind of made this like bold decision. I was like, okay, I'm making like money from the piano lessons. I'm starting out this videography career. I'm just gonna buy my own apartment, like, so that I can um, number one feel like I don't know, like, like I'm self-sufficient, but then also like, like I can just like take you know any time of day and just devote that to work. So it it and again, this is where that we're gonna touch later on into like this concept of like work hard, rest hard, play hard that that whole thing, but like initially, yeah, like evenings were spent like watching YouTube videos about videography, um maybe I would just spend time editing, like for me, editing was almost like playing video games, <laughs> so my video game session was just like <laughs> you know, just sitting in my apartment editing some nights. Um, but it was like fun. Like, I kind of fell in love with the process, I guess. But but I would say like, yeah, like at first, I was probably putting in between, you know, teaching lessons, doing videography, and I was also working at my church too, doing videos. I don't know, man, like 60 hours a week. Ready
0: right? to put a number on it?
1: For the first couple yeah. of years? Yeah.
0: Were you working weekends as well or did you like, what was your relationship with the weekend? How did you treat that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's the thing with video shoots is they're primarily on weekends. I mean, that's when weddings are. Um, that's a lot of times when businesses are like open for you to shoot at. So um, it would just vary. I mean, it was, I had, I had weekends off for sure, but like um, my goal actually was to book wedding, weddings, so like, you know, weddings are primarily Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but dude, I wouldn't trade those years for anything. It, it, was, it was a struggle, it was hard, but there was so much like
0: joy in that process. Over the past four or five years of building your business, how many times has there been a time where you've been like, I'm done, I quit, I'm gonna go back to accounting, or I'm gonna go get a normal job? Like, How many times? I'd say one. Um, really? Well, with the music career,
1: with the music thing, like doing, teaching lessons like, yeah, like many times I've like decided, like, wanted to quit that and like just be done, but I've still got a few students. It's just like fun. I, I just love music and I, I love like watching kids like get excited to learn piano. But um, yeah, that one I've like gone back and forth on with both video and like being doing the wedding business and that. I, I would say in 2020 when like, you know, I film big parties for a living and then there's no big parties taking place. <laughs> and I was like so uncertain. I was like, well, shoot, like, if this just goes on and on, like, like, this is just what I do for a living, so is this, like, realistic, is this practical, um, but I don't know what happened, but I kind of, like, I was kind of watching what other people in in the industry were doing, and they, like, weren't giving up, they were, uh, actually, the government gave out some, like, good loan money through that time, and, like, I was like, you know what, let's just, let's just push through, let's push through, And I think in 2020, honestly, I probably lost like half, half my weddings. So I still had 15 out of 30. Um, and you know, I, I think this past year, like, again, it was hard at first, but somewhere I hit a stride and then I was like, no, this is great. This is picking up again. Um, but I did definitely doubt myself. I thought like, you know, maybe this is not, maybe, maybe I should just get like a nine to five that crossed that thought crossed my mind. But, um. Yeah, I'm really, really glad I stuck through it, man. Really, really glad. Gosh, I even remember one e. There's one email I sent to somebody when they re- when they, they inquired about wedding videography, and I said, "This is in 2020." I said, um, "Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm gonna do this next year, like anymore." At one time, and then after that, I was like, "No, no, no, don't doubt yourself." Like, you know, because our mind is is like so. That's the thing with like writing down goals, like how we calibrate it, right? If you start telling yourself like. Yeah, I'm not good at this anymore. This is not what I'm doing. Those doubts, you just entertain those doubts. Well, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, and you end up like
0: jumping ship. How many hours a week do you work now? Like, what's what's sort of a normal schedule for you? It's like four. <laughs> the four-hour
1: work week. By t- no, I'm just <laughs> It's hilarious. It changed my life. I just work four hours a week now. <laughs> um, so, one thing I've really learned from different like. I guess you call them like biohackers who like study the brain and body. Is that really you can only do something really well like like a like like let's say um like you you work out, you know, like can can you work out for like 4 hours straight with high intensity? No way. No, it, like an hour and a half tops, 2 hours.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um the same is applied to like editing videos. So if I wake up and have like, you know, some awesome like coffee and I I'm like on cloud nine, I can go for probably like five hours of like good editing. But after that, there's a, there's a diminishing return on, on what my um, quality of work is like. And so like, for me, I'm like, okay, let's like get yourself in like a peak state, like high energy, let's, let's, let's grind hard for four to five hours, and then let's just like rest and, and take it easy for some amount of time, <laughs> refuel, and then in the evening, you know, my, I might put in, like, a, a few more hours, but, like, it's not about just, like, pushing and pushing and pushing because you're going to get exhausted. Um, so I guess back to your question of how many hours I put in a week, I put in, I would say, four hours editing every day. That's usually in the morning when my brain is, like, at its sharpest. And then I do emails for about an hour. Um, and then if I need to put in more work in the evening, I'll, like, have a glass of wine and like just edit a little more. So I would say honestly, man, like five to six hours a day. Um, but then I do work weekends like filming stuff too, so there's that. Um, I also try to take off Fridays um, or Mondays is like a, a flex day where like, like a Luke flex day where like <laughs> I like hang out with you. Um, no, where I like, uh, you know, it's, it's good to have like some days where you just don't really do much. Um, but what happens man is like your body and brain become accustomed to like okay now it's time to work super hard be super dialed in and then at other points it's like okay now it's time to chill and just like enjoy and and you're you're especially being a creative type of person like I need that rest to like be creative I can't I can't just pump stuff out so
0: you know What happens if you have a deadline of some sort and you're trying to get it done do you ever feel like okay, you know what, I'm going to extend it a little bit longer. Or how, do you, how do you gauge all that? Totally.
1: It's, it's not, this is not like set in stone where it's, like it's just four hours a day. It's kind of like, like there's days, Luke, where it's like I want a video to be done by Friday so I can hang out with my girlfriend or something. So I'm like, okay, well, I've got Wednesday and Thursday. Why don't I just wake up at like 6 a.m., have a ton of coffee, do those four hours, take a nap, eat some food. Relaxed and then just hit it hard again. So I put in like eight hours on those two days. Um, so it's kind of just based on like, yeah, like the deadline, you know? If I want to work harder because I need something done, I, I have the flexibility to do that. Um, but then I do, again, like I like to have a little more of a rhythm too because my body and brain just function at their best when I'm in that like, that rhythm. And yeah, I'm, actually more, I'm actually more productive that way too and better to be around, you know?
0: Yeah, you almost have a consistent uh, pace that you're going at as well. And there's also something called Parkinson's law where it's like, let's say if you have a, you know, a paper due by Friday, like, or a video due by Friday and it's Monday, um, or let's say you're trying to get that all done in one day or two days, if you really stay focused and you have that deadline set, you'll get it done in those one or two days if you're really locked in. Now, you know, is that sustainable over the long term? You know, I don't know. But if you needed to get it done, you could get it done instead of like, right? It's it's kind of like writing papers in high school where it's like you had the whole week to write it. So you're sitting there Saturday night or Sunday night till midnight writing it out versus you had the whole week. Why are you waiting to the last minute? It's almost better to set the deadline a little bit sooner, but you almost, that's what gets difficult about working for yourself, right? Is who's there to push you? Right, right, exactly, exactly.
1: I mean, yeah, that's a, that's actually a great great point because I actually do kind of have a deadline. Like, I try to get one video done per week, but that is like those four hours. If I if I do that right, those four hours a day, hands down, it's going to get done. Um, you know, it's it's those times where I'm like traveling or spending more time with somebody else or whatever, where I'm like, then I have to crunch it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a, it's um. When you're self-employed, you do have to. You got to be strict on yourself, man. You really do. I mean, the business won't. It won't. It won't continue if you're not. You're not. So.
0: Do you find it difficult to say no to things whenever someone invites you out, and you, or it's inside of like, "Hey man, let's go grab breakfast," and you're like, "Hey, this is my time to like do deep work." So,
1: so you're saying like, like not, not work projects, but like, like fun
0: activities to say. Right. Yeah. How do you, do you have trouble saying no or? Yeah. I
1: mean, I I I would say I do. Um, but like the kind of beauty and kind of what I was explaining about, like working your schedule is like, you know, if it is like a friend that I haven't seen in years and they're in town, I'm like, you know, and, and I, I don't, I don't mean to pick on like nine to five jobs, but like if you had a nine to five job and your boss is like, you got to stay later on the day and your friend's only in town till that time, well, you, you're out of luck. You can't see that friend that's in town. Um, but I do have that flexibility where I can be like, okay, they're important to me. Um, I don't see them that much. So I'm going to work hard this chunk. I'm going to see them. And then I'm gonna wake up early the next day, and I got the rest, you know? Um, so I, I would say like, yeah, like, Maybe I do have a hard time saying no, because I have more flexibility, you know um but uh i think I think it's so important though too to like value like relationships and value those like friendships because the struggle being an entrepreneur too is you can get too much in that camp of like just just work, just work, just grind, just grind um and uh. There's potential for that, but there's also potential to have a life that's, like, very free, very um, very
0: relationship-focused, too. You just have to play your cards right. I was listening to a podcast where both guys are married, they have kids. And one of the guys asked the other guy, he goes, hey, if you didn't have, you know, if you didn't get married, if you stayed single, didn't have kids, would you be where you are today? And, like, before the guy even finishes the question, the other guy goes, absolutely not absolutely not. He's like, my wife and my kids, that's what keeps me in check. That's what keeps my priorities perfect. Otherwise, he's like, I would be working, you know, I would have burned out a decade earlier, and I would have been done.
1: Wow, yeah. I think it's twofold. Number one, it forces you to, like, not work as much, because you got to spend time with your, your wife and your kids, right? That's important. And number two, like, we're talking about that rest and play scenario, like, that relationship with your wife and kids, like, fuels you, and gives you more drive so i think i think it's i think it's great yeah i mean obviously like everybody's not meant to you know you know get married and have a family but i think there's a lot of benefit to have that in the sense where you're you are
0: forced to not work as much but that's good for you if there's someone listening who is working a 9 to 5 and they have some sort of creative outlet maybe they've started on it maybe they haven't what advice would you give to them to start the process of right, figuring out whether this thing that they really want to go do is something they want to pursue? How do they start to create that time?
1: Okay. How, how do they, how's the person who's working nine to five, they've got a creative passion. How do they take some steps to like, are you asking to assess if that is like a route that would work to be
0: like a full-time job? More so, how would they actually just get started? So many people have these like really cool creative ideas, but they never execute. And mm-hmm. they're like, ah, "I'll get to it tomorrow." And then they're in yeah. their nine to five. Then they're like, ah, "I hate this job so much." When I get home, yeah, I'm go I don't want to do it.
1: anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's unfortunately you have to do two. I would say you, you mean you really just have two options there. Like, um, you either have to you know push through that being tired and and make some time in the evening or morning before you go to your nine to five to devote to that creative outlet. Um, Weekends, you you could just do weekends and not, you know, during the week. Um, Or you could um, quit that job, take some job that's paying you something, you know, like four hours a day, maybe 20 hours a week, um, and then use all that free creative space to pursue that creative endeavor. Um, I think it's so important and key for that person to... um, I mean, it's overly stressed to find mentors. I mean, you hear that all the time, but like it's so true, man, because if you don't know somebody that's like done something and like you can see them living their life and like you know them, like um, if you don't have anybody like that and it's just in your head, like you're like, oh, like this would be a cool lifestyle. Like if I'm a creative person, I can just like do this. But unless you have some concrete examples of people that you can see doing it, your your conception in your head, it it just might not be realistic, right? So I would say, um, yeah, it's key for that person to find, like, people in that field that are, you know, that they aspire to be like, um, ask them for action steps, and then just come up with, like, a practical game plan, like, it could be going to a coffee shop and writing out, like, you know, here's my schedule for the week, like, here's some times where I want to devote to the creative endeavor, here's what, um, what John, who's already crushing it in that field, is doing, here's what he advises me to do, um, is it gonna be tough and take discipline? Yeah, like you're gonna have to say no to it, to some things. Like, um, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, like you gotta, you know, we get one chance at life, <laughs> um, you know, for all we know. And in America, we've got so many like cool resources and mentors and people. So it's like, you know, what take advantage of that. Um, so it is different for people who are already maybe you know married or. Um, more tied down to a house or different careers Um, but I still think if you want it bad enough
0: um, I think there's a way you know there's always a way yeah that's the thing that I I keep telling uh, keep telling myself and keep telling the friends around me who are creative I'm like this is the time to go ham Because your responsibilities are quite low and if you're still living at home, expenses are probably low, and maybe you're paying your parents an extra couple hundred dollars. It's a great window of opportunity. Yeah. It's it's the time to really get serious about it because as life goes on, it's just there's gonna be a little bit more of a barrier. You have a wife, you have kids, now you're locked into a job. Yeah,
1: student loans. Um that's a big that's a big key component, yeah.
0: Um totally. Yeah. Which books did you read early on that were helpful in the process of starting your business and keeping that mindset focused?
1: There's a good book called The Power of Habit. Um, That was insightful. Um, Yeah, a couple books that come to mind. But anyways, that one was about like, kind of just like, um, you know, obviously we are a collection of our habits, right? So like, if you can just like start every day, um, for example, with like, the person wanting to start a business, right? So like maybe they wake up a certain time, they go for a little run, they come back, they do some research on the business. Um, it's gonna suck at first to do that, but then over time, they start to enjoy it. And so that book taught me that like, yeah, these things might be difficult, but in a weird way, if you can do that enough, your body eventually is like, this is kind of enjoyable, like it's time to research, it's time to create, it's time to edit, whatever it is. Um, so that was insightful. I really like Jordan Peterson. Um, I liked his book, um, uh, 12 Rules for Life, and then his follow-up book was uh, another, I think it's called just like another 12 Rules for Life. Um, I read that. And um, yeah, I think um, especially like, it's it's kind of geared more towards, I guess, like men in in some respects to just kind of take ownership of like, like you do have like one shot at this life and like, like go hard, like, like make something of yourself, like be disciplined, um, stay away from like, all the honeypots like of like, you know, just working for money because, you know, your parents told you to or stay away from like drugs or al- alcohol. Like he's just very, I don't know. He just has a way of like motivating, I guess, you to be, your be- the best version of yourself, you know? Um, so that was key. And um, yeah, I guess those were a couple of books that I think I read, especially like when I was starting the business in my apartment, I would like, at night just like read these books and like fall asleep and it
0: would kind of kind of stew on it, so. Where do you want to see your business in the next couple of years? What are your, what are your plans for it as you continue to learn and grow and expand?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I see this kind of trend with uh, my friends who have been in the, in the industry for after several years. You know, a lot of them do get married, they have kids. And the nice thing about this job is you can devote a lot of time to spend with your family you can work from home, you can, uh, you can send associate videographers to weddings if you, if you want to. Um, and so right now I'm, I've got about 30 to 35, I think this year I'm like 36 weddings total, so it's like, you know, I want, um, I, I do wanna get married and have a family eventually, so I would like to only probably accept between 20 to 25, but upcharge those like heck. <laughs> Um, still provide, but, but provide like a super high quality product and, um, really get to know those, uh, clients well. Um, so yeah, the end game would be to scale back on the quantity, um, and, and, and empower, you know, younger videographers, like your friends with like Josh Forth and like guys like that, that would, um, you know, want work and want to get experience with weddings so it would help them it helped me and I would do I'd be more of just the backseat like managerial role but still I I, I love you know I love storytelling I love I love weddings so I would still I still keep on you know 20 to 25.
0: In your pursuit of finding that balance how do you keep Christ at the center of your life?
1: Yeah, it's funny, my girlfriend and I just had a Bible study today, and we were talking about, like, practical ways to do that. And um, um, it's kind of just, uh, you know, you, you got to, it just sounds cliche, but, like, you got to spend every day, like, in God's Word um, a little bit. Um, something is more than nothing, and, like, um, it's like when I talk about the habits, it's like, that just becomes such a part of my day to where I just, I just do it. Um, I pray out loud a lot of times. And um, it's not just because I'm doing this to earn points with God. Like God doesn't really, that's not how God operates, you know? It's, it's a relationship, right? And um, I find that on days where I do that, I do feel like I bring more of the Holy Spirit into my interactions with people. I feel like I'm less like judgmental at times. I feel like I'm like just putting forth more effort for my clients, right? So um, yeah, again, like as cliche as it is, like just doing that consistent Bible time, prayer, um, and just being around other believers, like, you just, it's just stuff that you got to do, but man, it it really pays, like, not that you should do it to pay dividends, but it does spiritually, and, um, I guess that's, like, what I do, and every time I do a video, it's, like, a very spiritual, it's kind of spiritual, man, because, like, these two people are committing their lives to each other, right, and I'm, like, kind of the medium where I'm, like, observing it and soaking it in on a camera, and then I have to, like, Feel it out and then give it back to them, and I find the whole process to be just like number one very spiritually like nourishing for me, and I get to i don 't know I feel like with God like he kind of gives me like insights and i i um into like putting the video together, or whatever, and also like just that like satisfaction of giving them the product and like serving them like like I would like a brother or a friend like how Christ would serve us um you know that's like important to me and yeah that's how i bring god into i guess my daily life and then my like work life or try to i'm not perfect i definitely uh definitely forget some days we all do so
0: that's beautiful man that's i guess i never thought about it like that way that you're literally documenting one of the most significant days of their life into this video or if you do photography or you have other people like these are commemorating a special moment a special day into you know six minute video eight minute video four minute video yeah
1: right right it's kind of scary too it's like man this better like knock your socks off you know like (laughs) there's some there's some there's some pressure but at the same time you like it's just like anything like you become more, you understand what people like to see and then it's, it's not as much pressure, but like, um, it's a, yeah, it's, it is a big deal. Like it's their, their one moment, like, like
0: once in a lifetime moment. So Nick, if people wanted to follow you or learn more about what you do, where should we send them?
1: Yeah. I mean, they can always, um, reach out to me on my website. It's a Um, they can, uh, you know, shoot me a DM on Instagram. It's, um, at Acosta underscore cinema. Um, my name is Nick Christian Acosta. Um, and um, yeah, just shoot me, DM, DM on Instagram. I'm always down to like have coffee. Um, I think you did that with me like a couple years back. Like it just, it, it makes my day. Like I love like entrepreneurs who want to kick ass and like learn. Um, just, just kind of have, try to get a roadmap of how to do it. So
0: anybody's welcome to reach out. Thanks again, Nick. I appreciate you coming on to the show, man. It's been awesome. Absolutely, brother. Yep. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode with Nick Acosta. If you would like to support this podcast, consider subscribing on whatever audio platform you're on and leaving a review, an honest review, whatever it is, whether you like this podcast or you don't, I want to hear your general thoughts and I hope you have a great day. Talk to you all next week.